good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. What the? This is the podcast. Starring the tense. Starring the tense. The uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right. Well, welcome back to another the home episode of the podcast, the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, my name is Ted Smith, the host here of this podcast. Uh, up there in the top corner, getting his internet all set up, and next to me, this one, I'm a Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? And I just read that thing that we just have to hit to say, like, yeah, Matt can record our screens. What if he was like releasing these videos? Because he gets to keep the video. He is releasing these videos like into Japan for the last two years. <laughs> Just think about that. <laughs> Side hustle, Cobb. Yeah. Two words. What's up, boys? Uh, all right. Back there looking like the pimp of the room in his bathroom. Matt Comer, the producer of CCP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. Great to see you. <sighs> All right, so before we get into like the main topic today, I just want to talk about uh, inadvertent. God, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this in Milwaukee. Let's just call it what it was. It was an inadvertent boob look on my part. Right. Inadvertent boob look. Oof. Yeah, that that could mean a lot of things, Ted. I, yeah, I have some follow up questions, but go ahead. <laughs> Sounds like you were caught. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> was it in- was it intentional that you were looking? No, that's why I say it's inadvertent. Hear me out. Oh God. I'm walking down the street, right? And it's like one of those old buildings that has like a little stoop out front. But it also has like a hedge, like a nice hedge. So like I just was looking to the left at the hedge. And then right as the hedge ended, and I could see the stoop, there's a blonde woman wearing a top, and I mean, the boobs are just out there. And like, like she's like taking a drag of a cigarette. I'm just like, oh. And then I like, then we make eye contact. She sure, like, she didn't shoot me. She just kind of looks at me, and I was like, like, turn my head real quick. But I was like, I wanted to be like, listen, I just was walking by, looking to the left. You just happen to be sitting there. Wait. To clarify, you say the boobs were out there. They were confined within some sort of top, albeit skimpy. Correct. Correct. Okay, okay. But she's like sitting down, like like not fat, but a little bit, you know, bigger. So like she's sitting down, things are kind of pushed up. It's a small black top. It's it's the first day of fake spring in Seattle. So it's basically like just the nipples aren't being shown. And I just I mean my eyes I, I saw like person smoking cigarette boobs, huh? And then I and then we locked eyes and I was like, ah I just I just turned and kept walking. But I wanted to be like, listen, I wasn't trying to look. Well, Ted, on behalf of probably 80% of the people listening, according to the demos, I got to ask, how big were these things? I, I mean, I was just... I, the, <laughs> I mean, they, were, they were enough. The Details, <laughs> man. <laughs> Please. I, they had to be at least these. Oh, okay. That's what and I'm this saying. This is like, like a Asian chick, white chick, black chick? Oh, white woman, blonde hair. Mm. Small mm. Could be, I mean, it was could, it was a recipe for disaster. But I just was like, it was the last thing. Like as I was walking home, I was just like, "Yep, I'm gonna have to bring that up." Because I mean, it happens to everybody, I'm sure. How old is she? 
Oh man. I mean, if I had to guess thirties, I mean, it was oh, so quick. It was so, like, so kind of your type. Right. So it's like boobs. And then like, then I see her staring at me and I mean, I turned my head so quick. It's like, like if I, like, I couldn't tell you what she looked like from her face. I could describe her if I saw her on the street. Maybe. Yeah. I could describe her brazier. Um, <laughs> dude, I feel I, like I, I would have said it was a brawlette. I'm not sure it was a full brawl. Here's the thing, Ted. You know, do you know that she was annoyed that you were looking? Because she wore that top for a reason. I, I don't. It just was like one of the, uh, it just, it, it caught me. I mean, you can hear me. It caught me off guard. I was like, oh, <laughs> yep. Okay. I mean, I'll say this. I'll never end up, I, I, I respect women. I'll never end up in the quote unquote, she was asking for it camp. Cause I think that's disgusting. But what I will say is like, you know, Females appreciate some male attention in the same way that we appreciate female attention. So I don't know that you hurt her feelings or did anything wrong, but God, I wish I could have been there. I'll be honest with you. It seemed more like like she was having a cigarette, like, you know, it's 7.15 at night, she just got off work. And then it's like, oh, of course, boob guy walks by. But again, I was looking to the left. There was a hedge. I just, I didn't expect on the other side of that step. And also like, again, 63 degrees today. I did not expect to see any of the, the puppies out. You know, I think that in the same way that we hit that little button every time Matt presses record and we know we're signing away our privacy, she signed away her privacy when she stepped out on that stoop in a tiny top. She wanted to be looked at, Ted. She wanted to be oogled. She wanted to be desired. I think she got the feeling she was desired. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I guess, yeah. Well, go ahead. I'm just saying, like, does it like that? You could see the smile on my face. Like, it just caught me so off guard. It's like, oh, go, damn it. Like, I was just looking left. I did not expect any, I didn't expect a person to be there, much less that. God, you know, one thing I, I feel like I get caught pretty regularly, but one thing I love is, very, very rarely, maybe once a year, I'll know they're going to catch me and I just double down. And that always feels good. You know what I mean? When we, you just lean into it, lean into the shame. Yeah. I mean, look, we've talked about it. There's been, again, I work out at a small gym, but there's been times at the gym where like, I mean, I'll, I'll change or use a different machine as I'm just like, this is an attractive woman. Like, I don't want her to think I'm looking at it. You know, so that's why I was like, oh, I, I played like, I mean, it was just perfect time. I see boobs. I don't know if I cracked a smile or my eyes light up. And then as I glance up, she's just like staring at me. It's <laughs> Dude, you know, I, I often wonder about this, Ted. I feel like you and I are in the minority of like almost too nice of guys where we like go out of our way back. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like I should have, you know, like you're switching machines like you're not required to do that. I don't know. I, I sometimes wish I was a little bit more of a scumbag and was just like, yeah, I'm looking. But really, I only get the balls like once a year. But like even, you know, I had a similar situation to what you're talking about with the gym last night. I went up there to get a quick workout and I'm not really into Indian women. Beautiful Indian woman with just, you know, I mean, she just she had a chariot. You know what I'm saying? And I couldn't look away. But of course, I couldn't let her see me look. She lives in my building. So I don't know who she is, you know, so I had to play it cool. And it's just like, you know, she wore yoga pants. She knew what she was doing. No ring. That's all I'm saying. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't know that we need to shame ourselves. I just, 
you know, it makes me think of like, uh, yeah, go ahead, Matt. It's a fine line, you know, like just let's let's go back a few years, Cobb, like deer in the headlights. And we're talking to Dolphin Girl. That was the same feeling I had. It was just like it just happened so fast. But like, right, would have been better if I was just like, damn, Shawnee. Like, like, would that help? (laughs) You know, I would have respected it more. I mean, it's like that Nietzsche thing, like overcome shame, like be who you are. And so I think about that sometimes. I'm like, God, am I just too like, oh, I don't want this person to think I'm looking at them, but I don't want them to think I'm like avoiding eye contact with them. I don't want them to think I like cross the street because of their, you know, uh, economic situation or ethnicity or whatever. Like, am I just like so worried about stepping on anyone's toes that I can't just enjoy the casual sight of a rack, a double D lamb chop sitting out there in a, in a, what's it called? A spaghetti strap. Like, yeah. What have we become, Ted? Have we been completely neutered? Well, that's something too. Like you guys have walked with me. Like I, I keep, I keep a good pace walking. But like sometimes, like if it's been two blocks and I'm behind a woman, like I'll just switch the other side of the street. Like I was like, I don't want her to think I'm just like creeping up behind her. Dude, I do that too. In fact, leaving places, oftentimes I've said to people like, "Hey, I'm not following you. My car is just this way," you know, because I feel like it does freak them out. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I just, the first, I was like, inadvertent boob look. Like, all right. Because it's a fine line between like, she's probably, you know what, honestly, she's probably just like, oh yeah, whatever. But also I have, I definitely have friends that like, or I should say, I know people that have gotten in trouble for it. I'm like, well, yeah, you were staring at them. Like, what did you expect them to say? That's, yeah, that's where I'm torn. You know, it's like, are we, are we just like the nice guy losers or are we being considerate? And I, it is a fine line. And I feel like, you know, there are some women out there who maybe would have liked to be desired in both of our pasts, but there's also probably an equal or greater number that we're happy that we made the effort to not make them feel uncomfortable. I don't know, man. Tough to say. What What's your ultimate verdict? Should you have doubled down? I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm going to stick with my gut reaction on that one. Just stick your face in there and just motorboat them, Ted. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, if I had, if, if, there, if that hedge hadn't have been there, I would have seen her sitting there and been like, cool, I'll just walk by. That's, it was just, I just felt guilty. I was like, oh, I just blatantly was like, ooh, boobs. Yeah. Nietzsche, Ted, overcome your shame. Be who you are. <laughs> A man. <laughs> oh, man. Matt, you got to run into that at the gym all the time. All the time. All the and? time. Well, you know, I'd like to think that I'm a professional um you know and uh there's def you know for me it's a little bit clinical like i talk about glutes all the time i've had i've had to talk about so, glutes to like 15 year old girls and it's just like hey it's part of the gig you know um and so i don't i don't know i don't think too much about it. i think ted you're like uh, kind of in the happy medium of the fine line of like yeah y- you know you you laughed it off it's a little bit awkward and it's like oh, oh you know she probably got a good chuckle out of it she's like yeah, I mean, he kind of liked what he saw. He didn't want to be a creep about it. He walked off. It's kind of funny. Like, you know, she feels a little empowered. And it's like, that's that's the best the best scenario. If you overplay it the other way, you know, yeah, I don't know. That might not be the most well-received. <laughs> I know there's certainly yeah, happy like, medium. You don't, you don't want to be a true creep in that situation. In that case, wow. you're just an awkward, nice guy. You're a nice guy got caught in an awkward moment who likes boobs. Like... <laughs> I mean, right. At the end of the day, that's all it was. It was just like, I mean, you could still see the smile on my face. It's like, oh man, that looked, I looked like an idiot right like, there. 
she might well, she might have wanted your number the way it went down. But if you're like, damn, shorty, you like, get away from me. Who is this guy? I'm going back inside. I don't need the rest of the cigarette. He knows where I live. Damn. You know, but like the way you played it, I think it was perfect. Right. You're like, I didn't play it, man. Well, it's also funny, too, because I'm right, because I'm on that block. I'd say five days out of the week, right? But I'm never on that side of the street. So I'm like, of course. Yeah. No, I think it was uh, respectful. Well done. Speaking of working out in the gym, like, what is going on? Is it just squats? I feel like white women all of a sudden have, like, really nice butts. Yeah, it's a trend. It's been, it's a slow wave that has been building for the last, I would say, two, two and a half years. And it's beginning to crest. Uh, You know, the only reason I follow this, okay, we can go a little deep. Well, what's that called? Uh, Actually, I don't want to say, but there's an obscure subreddit that I've been known to frequent that focuses on the, uh, well, on women's butts. And uh, I personally, I, I'm an ass man more than, sorry, Matt, more than a boob guy like yourself, Ted, obviously, judged by today's walk. But uh, I always like sort of a tighter, more athletic rear end. Correct. The trend, I think, is caused by you know, sort of the trickle down of what's cool with people who set the tone of the day influencers now, but in other times it's been, you know, artists, musicians, whatever. So I feel like right now the Kim Kardashian butt is in and women are putting in their glue work to get them. I think tight, slim waist. Wait, what's that phrase? I don't know. Slim, tight waist. I don't know. They want, Small stomachs, big asses. I feel like that's been a trend, and now it's working its way up the age brackets. But I've, you know, I've I've been watching this wave build. What do you want to know? Yeah, I mean, look, I think it happens with dudes too, though, right? Like you're always gonna have like the dudes that lift super heavy and are like it almost like fodder building, like kind of right. But yeah. I feel like you see the trends. Actually, I just read this whole article on Buzzfeed. Buzzfeed, and you're right, because like. I was going to say, like, back in the day, you have, like, Marilyn Monroe, who was, like, obviously, like, blonde hair, like, a little more voluptuous. Then you have, like, the 70s and 80s, where it's, like, rail thin. And I think the same thing with, like, guys. Like, I feel like I, I know a lot more friends now who are just, like, physically, like, bigger. Like, people, like, actually want to put on size as opposed to just, like, and, and no offense, running is great. But I feel like there's a runner's body as opposed to, like, somebody that does, like, CrossFit. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's harder personally to be lean and strong, but uh, yeah, there's definitely a trend towards like dudes getting bigger. I don't know if that's an Instagram driven thing or, or what, but I do feel like body shapes come in and out of vogue. I mean, you think about, and this is a tale as old as time. I mean, you know, in like uh, in poorer cultures, you know, the most attractive women were fat because they had the money to support that kind of a body. And then of course now, because calories are so cheap, the, you know, the most wealthy, attractive women in society are skinny because that's, what's harder to achieve. And so, you know, yeah, you're right, Ted, like the coked out models of the the seventies and, you know, even something as simple as how they pronounce Ibiza with the TH it was because that queen, you know, had a lisp. And so everybody followed suit all the way down the ranks. And so, yeah, I think we're all sort of, you know, we all conform in some way. 
and the asses are just the most recent uh, um, <laughs> example. Yeah, and I'm pro, but don't get me wrong. I just, you know, everybody has a type. I just, I just, and I got inadvertent boob luck today. But trust me, like I'm not. That's why I was like the other day again. Like some girl was just like, damn, like she's a tiny white girl with a big ass. Like when did this start happening? And I feel like you're into big asses. Is that true? I, I look, I, I am. I enjoy a woman to look like a woman. (laughs) (laughs) God, dude. Uh, I I think the ass thing is I'm biased, but I think it's influenced by, uh, you know, really cool movement of chicks getting more comfortable around weights and learning how to deadlift properly and lunge properly and uh you know uh girls gone strong is a great uh great system and uh you know there's just a lot of really good weightlifting kind of advice geared towards developing the glutes which goes both ways but some people are definitely branding it towards women a lot of girls are getting in the weight room and putting it in and their influences i don't know but i definitely would advise you know guys tell your chicks like girls gone strong and Brett Contreras is a great guy on Instagram. He's known as the glute guy. And it's crazy. Guys, you you guys might want to follow him too because his clients are just girls with remarkably nice asses and you have a very on-task reason to have them displayed in yoga pants. So it's, it's never a bad thing when Contreras comes through the feed. But uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of emphasis on deadlifting and lunging and squatting. You nailed it, Ted. But overall, yeah. I just think it's really cool to see chicks in the weight room actually lifting weights, not feeling constrained to the cardio equipment. And like, you know, to me, that's like some real outdated, like sexist stuff that like, you know, I think we've moved beyond as a culture. And like that being said, yeah, still nice to see a chick's strong, muscular ass in, in yoga pants. Like. Yeah, I don't know if I've evolved past that. <laughs> right, I'm with you. I think I think that's a big difference too. And like, I think you know, like, obviously not being out of shape, but like, I think there's a now it's like it's okay if you weigh a little more because you're lifting weights, and that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. the girl I'm referencing, she was just super fit, but I was like, dang, all right, it's got to be something we're doing with the fitness. Yeah, I'll take the counterpoint. I'm old school, boys. You know, I like you know I like them just tiny, breakable, but uh. <laughs> Uh, for real though, it is cool. That they're getting into fitness, but honestly, just the runner's body is more my type. Like I don't like girls who don't eat or anything like that. I just like athletes and that can come in a lot of different, different looks. It is cool that women are getting into the weight room though. That's dope. And that's kind of weird that they weren't like encouraged to previously. I think it's awesome. I think people should do whatever it, they want to do with their, their life and their look and the right people will find them, you know, or whatever that, whatever it is they're looking for. So I think it's dope too. Yeah. And I think overall, I think probably the fitness now is more about being fit as opposed to just looking at numbers on scales. And unfortunately, yeah. like for dudes, like dudes' bodies are just different. And like, you can get away with like being bigger or smaller, but like, yeah, for girls, I feel like you're right. It was just a sexist thing. We're just like, you got to weigh under 120 pounds. It's like, well, she's really fit at 140 or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah she's six two. Well, you know? And there's a myth yeah. that lifting weights will make girls bulky, which just, I mean, it, it takes way more work than you think. If you think learning to deadlift, squat and lunge and, you know, lift some weights effectively is going to automatically make you bulky. Uh, yeah, uh, I know you should t- teach a lot of guys how to do that because they always wish that 
that was the case. And, you know, you see it with the dudes. They're like, why can't I get any results? And it's like, girls, trust me, you got a long way before bulky is an issue. Just yeah, seriously. Get That's strong. a good point. It's good for you. Wait, so there's somebody who just focuses his entire business and life on being an expert in glutes. He's a mil- he's a multimillionaire by now. Oh, yeah. Just glutes. Brett Contreras, the glute guy. Yep. I got to look him up. That's, him that is the most person. specific niche I've ever heard in my yep. life. The yeah, glute guy. The glute guy. Nailed if I it. Google the glute guy, will I find him? He should be the first result. Oh, my God. I've seen him present in person. Yep. <laughs> he, has, <laughs> he has hot chicks lining up the door being like, give me a nice ass. Talk to me all about my ass and making it nicer. Wow. It's good life. He's an inspiration in the fitness industry. <laughs> Matt, I feel like you got to pick out some obscure muscle that no one's claimed yet. Oh, I got, I got some. I talk about the psoas a lot. <laughs> the psoas, the psoas guy, the piriformis, the diet. None of them are as sexy. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not going for that. That one's already taken and like shout out to Brett Contreras, but yeah, he's got a lot of great content. Molly from girls gone strong. Like there's, there's a real, real. What movement. about the pet king? that's kind of fun that is a good one they call me the peck king honestly that should be reserved for our buddy ac that guy's all chest yeah yeah i mean look i mean this dude he just has a show i mean he has a gym just called what's it the glute lab the glute lab yeah oh i want to call it the glute factory like a glue factory the glute lab if that's not taken someone should his brand is booty by brett yeah I'll tell you what, wow. he just earned a couple followers. <laughs> <laughs> he's a smart dude, too. He's, yeah. He's, he's got a PhD. He's a PhD. In legit, legit. Glutology. <laughs> now, he does have a PhD, though. I just can't see what it's in. Sports science from AUT University. I don't know if that's real. <laughs> Founder of the Glute Lab. Dude, I like this guy. Yeah, that's okay. So I'm not losing my mind. Like that, that's what I'm saying. Part of the reason I bring it up is I, de- I did see a girl, right? Obviously in gym clothes that had a really good butt, but like I see like Carter, uh, Carter Good posting about it. Who's the other guy I follow? I forget, I forget his name, but Jordan he's inside. No, oh, not Jordan, but he was just like, look, like you can do this one, but he, he was just, he's basically like you just said. He's like, like just do squats, like. Do deadlifts and something else. He was like, "You don't have to be on a stairmaster or doing kickbacks." Yeah, <laughs> but right, it's obviously a thing that's happening, and people are working on the booties. Beautiful Ted, thing. I feel like in fashion, in music, in politics, the pendulum always swings back and forth. And I feel like growing up, the pendulum was on my side. And right now the pendulum is fully on your side. So enjoy it. Oh, ten, yeah. ten years from now, we're back to back to what I'm into. Well, I mean, look, it's the same thing with like sports, right? Like right now, when you watch college football in the NFL, it is all about passing. Like, mm. I don't know how, but some college is going to come out of nowhere and they're going to be running some like, gimmicky, like three backs in the backfield kind of run offense. And they are going to rack up hundreds of yards every game. And you're right. Ten years from now, it'll be like, oh no, we're back to running the ball, man. It's what we got to do. Oh yeah. Have you ever seen uh, Bellevue High School? That wing tee they run is so deadly. It's three backs, exactly like you're talking about. 
three backs, two tight ends. Go ahead, so, Matt. Hear me out. Starting with the Kardashians, if you work your way back to Paris Hilton and then Pam Anderson before that, I feel like some of these, like, the at least for me, it all coincided with the latest celebrity sex tape. Like the Pam Anderson was like the body type and then the Paris Hilton. And now it's been Kim Kardashian ever since. Dude, that might be your best stoned theory ever. (laughs) That seems real. Ted, is that legit? That feels real to me. Tell me me about crazy boys. It feels pretty legit. God, think about the Venn diagram. Jesus. It's like, dude, okay. I know I keep bringing up Slumdog Millionaire, but it's honestly kind of like that. Like, think about the trials and the tribulations, the sheer volume of pornography and weed that Matt had to go through to be in the Venn diagram where those two things overlap to have that insight. He's not <laughs> wrong, dude. He That feels right. <laughs> I will say this, though, like... <clears throat> Like with Pam Anderson, though, right? Like you gotta have giant fake like boobs. And that I was mid nineties. I'm not saying right. And trust me, I'm pro fake or real, like whatever. And I'm not saying the Kardashians haven't had some butt lifts or something, but like Kim Kardashian, I, I feel like girls can work out in the gym and grow a butt, as you can't. Like some, like you know what I mean. Like sometimes you go to strip clubs and the girl's 115 pounds, just has like you know huge boobs. Like, well, that's not normal. Like you can't make bodies like that. We've evolved into a meritocracy and quality. Girls can earn it. <laughs> Follow Brett Contreras and go deadlift. <laughs> oh. Beautiful. <laughs> All right, let's take a break there. I had another topic, but we'll, we'll get to it next week. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, yeah, I know. I know. And, and sometimes, man, sometimes girls at the gym's like, like, if I just saw her on the street, I don't know that I'd be that attracted to her. But God damn it, every time she gets a set in, I'm like, dude, she is so hot. Yeah. <laughs> same with same with in the yoga studio itself. Like, you see them on the street, and you're like, ah. But like, in the studio, you're like, wow. Like, these lights are low, but she looks good. Matt, dude, I think that's a, honestly, I don't know if it's, if it's that those women were, like, well-known. And so because of that, the body type was already happening and a sex tape happened to exist. Or if like the sex tape drove the fame, which drove the body type adoption. But honestly, man, good insight. That's insane. Thank I think, you. All right. All right. Hear me out. I also think sometimes it has to do with like the men in charge. Like, hmm. you know what I mean? Like for a period there, like I'm just one of these people, not that supermodels aren't attractive, but generally they're like taller, very thin. And like the, the way clothes should fit on somebody. But you had dudes designing clothes that told us those were the hottest women. I'm like, they weren't the hottest to me. So I think, I think sometimes, unfortunately, the people in power also have an influence over what's an acceptable look now. Oh, definitely. Yeah, the elites, man. I'm totally with you. <laughs> All right, for real. Let's take a break here. We'll come back. We'll read some emails. We'll do what's Matt and the cop topic. I thought that was the break. All right. Welcome back. Thanks to our sponsors, as always, whether we know them or not. All right, Cobb, do we have some emails? <laughs> yeah. I actually listened to our podcast last week. I didn't realize that they play a commercial before we even start. Oh, yeah. 
So that's new. Uh, I mean, new, new to me. When was the last time you listened to our podcast? Uh, you know, I pick one up, but about every four or five months, I'll listen back. Um, obviously sometimes it's a little longer (laughs) boys Cobb topic. One of the best screamable songs is WAP by Cardi B link below. Prepare to have your balls blown off. (laughs) Keep rocking. And thanks for all you do. Oh, this is a metal cover of WAP. All right. I was like, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure everybody in here knows WAP. Dude, let me see. I'm pulling it up right now. Hopefully it won't play too loud through the headphones. I really okay, it looks that. like it's a, a WAP metal cover by Leo uh, Moraccioli. If anyone's oh, yeah. trying to look it up, M-O-R-A-C-C-H-I-O-L-I. It's a good. It's a good one. It's worth it. 3.7 awesome million views. Covers. That one in particular is really good. I like when that song first came out. Uh, <clears throat> there's a funny comedian I like that's on The Daily Show, Roy Wood Jr., Oh yeah, and he just kept putting out WAP and like different ones. My favorite was "Wishes and Prayers." That's that's what it means. Tell your grandma. Cobb <laughs> <laughs> topic: the most screamable song for me. It's a specific lyric within Bohemian Rhapsody. So you think you can stop me and spit in my eye? So you think you can love me and leave me to die? Uh, it comes right after the classic uh, Wayne's World headbang guitar riff. Just a great buildup and tension release. Yeah, I remember that. So you think you can stop me and spin my eye? Yeah, man. Freddie Mercury, killer. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody can argue. I mean, that, that's an iconic voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that footage uh, in that documentary they made about him. I can't remember what it was called. It was like a docudrama, but they show like half of the screen is him at, um, at uh, Lime- Live Aid and half of it is like the movie they created of him at Live Aid, and they're like exactly frame for frame the same. You can find it on YouTube. It's so good. Have you guys seen that? Mm-hmm. I have not. I would assume like they must have come out and filmed part of that during another concert at Wembley. Uh, oh, God, I have no idea. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know how they made it. I just know that it's like flawless. I, I figured it was like CGI. I just like to mention... Wembley Stadium because I've been there. So, <laughs> it's not even it's not even like a humble brag. That's a full on brag, boys. Baller <laughs> alert. Uh, <laughs> yeah, is there a different protocol for looking at breasts on the other side of the pond? <laughs> Tell us. I'm <laughs> right back down, Cobb. The old Wenji messes. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh man, not on the tube. <laughs> oh yeah definitely not on the tube this this is how people die that's how you get knifed yeah i spent most of the time in the tube just looking at my feet i was like i i mean for, i mean i'm sure cobb you know you've traveled enough matt you've traveled but the tube in london i mean whatever your taste is it's there i mean all different ethnicities all different body builds like it just and it was a saturday night everybody's going out i was just like oh my god there's it's, it's it's overload <laughs> visual feast it, it is um screamable songs and rugby ted salutations to the greatest podcast in all the land all the land, all the land. for this week's cop topic uh, i have many memories of singing along at flogging molly concerts nice dude uh, in particular the song drunken lullabies and screaming at the wailing wall uh hard to listen to quietly yeah, definitely drunken lullabies. Um, 
if we're counting just songs drunk people will sing badly honorable mention goes to basically everything queen ever wrote also glad to hear ted's checking out some rugby i'll pretend that my email a few weeks ago played a part if he wants to check out some regular league stuff, the Ireland game was probably Six Nations. Uh, the invitation to one of the few American uh, Americans watching the uh, Leicester Tigers stands. Leicester? Leicester Tigers. Uh, they've been really good this year, though, so it could be perceived as bandwagoning if you're actually uh, found another premiership watcher. Uh, alternatively, I would also invite him to place his curse on the Coventry Wasps or... Uh, Ooh, that's a tough word. Saracens. I don't know. Uh, P.S. I think it's uh, fair to go back to just the podcast. At this point, home episodes are a change of format rather than a temporary adjustment. Cheers, Chris. Chris isn't wrong. And again, Chris, uh, I listen to you. Like I said, I, I cheer for the Harlequins because of my neighbor, Rob's buddy. It was Rob's neighbor in London, Matty. And he was like, you got it. If you're going to watch anything. Like Premiership uh, Rugby, you got to watch the Harlequins. Weirdly, on my elevator today, there was a guy in an Aussie Rules football jersey. So I asked him about it, and it turns out they play every Tuesday in the park. I was like, God, that is a wild game to just play casually, you know? I mean, my buddy Damon did it for a while here in Seattle. They have a Aussie Rules football team. And, like, he would tell me stories. I was like, man, that seems... It just seems dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I played water polo in college. That's basically fighting in water. I'm scared to play Aussie Rules football. I've seen those dudes just jack, like straight punch each other in the face at uh, the MCG, Melbourne Cricketing Grounds, 130,000. Pretty cool. You'd like it, Ted. Good yeah. sporting town. Um, songs to scream. Outside of breaking your face, the best song I can think of is YMCA, Tony Baloney. Classic. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. I mean, I feel like we hear it. Like you go to a baseball game, like you're going to hear YMCA. (laughs) Uh, Boys, sometimes. Okay. You know, we get some good emails in and sometimes I'm a little conflicted if I should read them or not. Only because only because I feel like it's like a tweet quote. Like sometimes I feel like somebody will just take out my voice saying these things and attribute it to me and i just don't want a verbal record of me saying it but that being said here we go uh (laughs) i think it's about russell wilson russ is a joke bitch that's the subject line (laughs) okay (laughs) i'm hammered for show so this is gonna be all over the place first off you guys rock larp on my brothers so i'm glad russ is gone the drama is gone me and the old lady like when the defense dominate so we'll see Last, Matt, you got to check out the band Contortionist. It's like if Deftones had a baby with an indie band. I love you guys. (laughs) That's a great email, boys. That is a great email. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, I want to mention uh, I went to a hockey game last week on a Wednesday. Fun time. Shocker. The Kraken lost. But uh, when we're walking out, right? I started BSing with these guys. The one guy literally is like, oh, no, I'm on acid right now. I was like, what? <laughs> like, you just went to a hockey game on acid? And he was like, yeah. And they're like, where are you heading? I'm like, I'll go to a bar with you guys. So they follow me down from the, from the arena to South Lake Union. But I was going to go to Sam's, but they were closed already. And then I felt kind of bad. Like, they're tripping balls. I'm not positive they're from Seattle. 
They're like, where are you going now? It's like, I'm just going to walk home now. They're like, I guess we'll call an Uber. I was like, yeah, I, I got nothing. I was like, you can just <laughs> walk back up Mercer. <laughs> Dang. That's tough. <laughs> yeah, also, four or five beers, deep Ted. I was like, ah, this is a fine walk. I got home. I was like, oh, that was a long walk from Climate Pledge back up here. Oh, yeah. And it's basically all up that steep hill. There's a there's another really good bar that opened in South Lake Union. Um, not Gold Bar. It's like kind of like a warehouse that's right by Sam's Tavern. Oh, God, I can't think of it. I'm trying to look it up right now. Oh, well. Yeah, dude, trust me. I tried. We tried like three different places and they were like, no, man, it's like 1015. We closed a tender in the way. I was like, all right. It may be the Thomas Street Warehouse. Yes, it is. Thomas Street Warehouse. Good spot. Uh, all right, well, let's check in with what's back. Hey, what's good? What's mad? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's happening, hey, what's good? What's mad? Check out with what's back. Hey, what's good? What's mad? Uh, before we get to what's happening, hey, what's good? What's mad? Check out with what's back. All right. Um, yeah, this this weekend was uh is a lot of fun. Saturday. Um, I got a, I got a random targeted ad on Facebook, which I've gotten a gazillion of those. I've bought a lot of cool stuff with them. I've never gotten one like this, but it was just like, Hey, come into a town near you, you know, these two bands and I could tell the video played, but the sound isn't automatically on, but I could tell it looked like this was my type of band and there's not a ton of my type of bands playing here. It's mostly cover bands, like almost exclusively cover bands. (laughs) So I was like, all right, let me turn the sound on. And I liked what I heard. And I was like, all right, word, let's see who these bands, let's see when and where this show is. Right. And so I looked it up and it was like tonight. And then I was like, where And it's at this spot called The Hood, which is a little dive bar pizzeria. Uh, uh, I could have walked there. I mean, half a mile down the street. No joke. Um, So I was like, damn, two like groovy bitch and rock bands, like walking distance from my house here in Palm Desert. Like, what the hell? Okay, cool. So um, then I was like, I think I'm going to go check that out. And then I went to the driving range. And I listened to the bands at the driving range. And I was like, damn, I got to go to this show. This is awesome. And so I went. I had a great time before uh, the first band went on, who I would say they're about equal. I mean, even going in, I didn't really have a favorite, but they had cooler shirts. So I was like, I'm buying a shirt from this band because I always like to support the bands that are touring so they can, uh, you know, put gas and food in their bellies and tanks. And uh the that band was called High Desert Queen. Actually, Cobb, they're from Austin. Oh, nice. Yeah, High Desert Queen. Uh, keep an eye out for them. They're dude, they were so cool. And so I bought a shirt from them, and the guy was like, Yeah, I'm the singer. And I was like, dude, what's and I was just so stoked to be at a show. I didn't know anybody, boys. Power was in LA with her family, so I was just by myself and just like, oh, we'll see if I make friends, but I'm gonna have a good time. I started talking to him. He was great. 
uh, High Desert Queen was just like they killed it. And then the other band was out of L.A. Uh, they're called Sasquatch. And it was it was like I was blown away by how good it was. This was I felt like I was back in my element. And although the bar, there wasn't a lot of people there. There was some. And I was kind of just my usual self, though, just like going crazy up front. And then as it turns out, uh, well, the bands were really receptive to that. And there is also one of the members of Caius, this guy, Brant Bjork, coolest guy. He's he's awesome. He was in the back and I kind of fanboyed on him when I first walked in. I was like, you're Brant. Oh, man, I've been listening to you all the time since I moved down here because like, you know, I just wanted to get in, you know, kind of get up to speed. My boss knows you and she taught. So I've just been listening. He was like, cool, man. He was a little bit like, I think maybe even drunk. Turns out it was his birthday. We sang happy birthday to him during Sasquatch's set. (laughs) I, I showed him a little bit of love. I didn't make it all the way weird. And then High Desert Queen started and I was just like going crazy. I was the only guy in the room, but I was just full body rocking out. Like I've heard these guys a million times and they're my favorite band. And I was just in the moment. And then after Brant Bjork, Palm Desert legend, founder of Kaius comes up and he's like, dude, that was awesome and cheers me up. But I had a non-alcoholic beer. I don't think anybody noticed. Everyone probably thought I was the drunkest guy in there, but I was just crushing Heineken double zeros. So you know That's what? Rad. I went in full force. I made an impression. Brant from Caius knows who I am now, and I'm feeling good down here. Dude, I mean, you know me. I'm going to tell you, like, sometimes, man, I love a solo mission. Because <clears throat> it's yeah. like, worst case scenario, it's like, all right. So I went and saw two bands that were cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I was stoked because I was like, I started talking to Ryan, the singer of High Desert Queen, and I was like, Oh, you're in the band? And in my mind, I'm like, you don't know anyone in this town either. What's up, dude? <laughs> and so we kind of hit it off. Pretty, you know what I mean? Like he kept coming back over and chatting with me because he didn't know anyone else in the room. And I was like, yeah, you guys are awesome. I was listening to you at the driving range today. Like, oh, man, he's like, who would have thought? High Desert Queen and Golf. I was like, oh, in Palm Desert, right? Like, you guys came to the right town. I, I do love it. that you're rifling non-alcoholic beer is the only guy dancing and you're like yeah man golfing and somebody was like i'll tell you what that drunk guy really had his shit together yeah yeah like right because he was so or because he wasn't drunk yeah. he was strangely articulate for how hammered he was dancing <laughs> that's awesome matt i love that story yeah I had a good time and then, uh, yeah, the next day I woke up and F1 was on. Season kicked off. That was a great race. That was a wild gonna one, an, dude. Going to be an interesting season. Yeah, like, I wish McLaren had done better, but <clears throat> I don't know. F1 just looks cooler when Ferrari's good. It looks like yeah. Ferrari made the, made those adjustments in the offseason. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, it was just fun to hear the rev of the engines, lights out. Like, you, I'm so used to that guy's voice now. Just like, let's go. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was so exciting. Um, yeah. So great weekend. Nice. Uh, all right. Well, I guess it's about that time. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. All right, boys. We're going with a little mildly darker one this week, but you know, not altogether bad. Um, so, uh, I don't know. I feel like now the generation above us, so my parents' age generation, they're starting to starting to lose a lot of people. 
And, uh, you know, that's like for me, that translates to like uncles, aunts, grandparents, whatever. Um, but, you know, everybody who's like in their mid 30s, 40s, like, you know, we've lost some people. And uh, so recently, uh, you know, my grandma passed away, RIP. But uh, I was thinking about it and, you know, she was pretty old. She had dementia like it. it, it nobody is crushed by it. I mean, of course, we're sad that she's gone, but ultimately, you know, it was probably a, a good time for her. And um, it just uh, I don't know. It just it, it's OK. I think death doesn't always have to be a huge negative. You know what I mean? And so anyway, um, if you're wondering how I'm going to spin that into a cop topic, prepare your ears. So what I was thinking about is if you had the death penalty and you got to decide how you were going to go and you could be as old school as like, you know, the guillotine or as recent as like whatever the, uh, the lethal injection. What, what would you guys take? You could take any method, but you're going to be killed by the state. <laughs> I mean, feel free to email us, email at the podcast.com. Ted's looking at me like, I just, you know, on his carpet. So anyway, yeah, feel free to email us and we'll read it next week. It's fine. I just feel like for me, I would go with uh, Firing Squad. They just brought it back in like yeah. South well, Carolina. God, that's rowdy, Ted. Only one that is ra- that's not what I expect you to say. Yes. Only one dude has the live rounds and nobody knows who it is. And like, yeah, like that. I would go Firing Squad. God, Ted, that yeah. reminds me of that, that guy. I've talked about him on here before, but the guy who was, you know, on death row, you get your last meal, right? Yeah. The guy's last meal was a cup of coffee black and a pack of cigarettes. And I just like, God, you have to be hard to pull that off. Like you have to be, I mean, at that point, like there's nobody to impress. You're about to be killed. And he took a pack of cigarettes and a cup of coffee. Like, God, like that guy was pure evil. But anyway, so yeah, that's like for you to come out and just go death by firing squad. Like Jesus, Ted, God, you're hardcore. I mean, guillotine, you heard, stories of the bodies running off like a chicken when you cut its head off like you gotta hope they know what they're doing if they're gonna hang you i'm just like yeah i feel confident in five dudes at a close range and one has a live round rowdy matt yeah i was reading about the firing squad coming back and thinking that sounded cool but i feel like the electric chair is like i mean i never thought about it as an opportunity but that was like always a classic one growing up and now that you're like how do you want to get killed by the state and i'm like i think i want to go with the, the the classic like that that seems yeah it, you want to go with the most painful option is it the most pain dude i haven't done yes. research on disclaimer they, they put a wet sponge on your head and then just pump electricity through it until your body gives up Seems pretty wild, but like I don't know. God, dude, you guys are ten times more round. I shouldn't have asked this. <laughs> well, what are you? This is fit? insane. This is insane. I sh- I should have asked this. Jesus, insane t- for asking it, dude. God, dude, I don't know. I'd be like same questions. I would probably be thrown off a cliff or like take a lethal injection. Oh, <laughs> dude, I've heard stories about the lethal injection and like the, like you like people were like from I- who a guy who survived it. No. no, but somebody, it happened to him and they were like, yeah, he was on the table for a few minutes talking about how bad it hurt. Oh, God, really? Yeah. I mean, they're putting a poison in you. That's what I'm saying. There's five dudes. One guy has a live round. They're trained marksmen. Like, I feel like that's the quickest, painless way. Where to do go. they shoot you? 
head. I'm assuming right there in the right middle there. of my head. Yeah. Okay. How, how do you so guys feel about close. cyanide, like CIA KGB style? I, I am out on anything close to torture. I mean, that's the reason I'm not involved, involved in crime. <laughs> God, boys. Right? Electric that's chair. Awesome firing statement. squad. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, right, like, let's say you're in the mafia and you get like whacked. Like, all right, you got whacked. You probably never saw it coming. But it's like, nah, we got to get information out of the dude. Put his heist in, head in a vice. Like in casino, like, right. That's, that's what I couldn't handle. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you, especially if they're going to kill you anyway. Like that always seemed like the most ruthless is like when they torture somebody for three days and then kill them anyway. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> listen, I'm watching top boy again. And it, like, it showed like the most heartbreaking scene where one guy's kind of like, he's got to take care of somebody in the crew. And the guy just finally goes <clears throat> like, well, you're going to do it, Brev, do it, man. <laughs> it's just like, Oh, like, yeah, I guess that's the way to go. Don't mess with me. God, I never thought about that part of the mob because like, you all become friends, you know, and it's just like having to like take your friend out because he, you know, spoke out of turn or knows too much or whatever. Like that would be that. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's brutal. I mean, that's why like, I mean, it's part of I always say that it's part of the thing I like watching about crime dramas is like they fascinate me, but I'm always like, oh, there's no chance I could ever do any of this stuff. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. it's awful. And just like, yeah, I got to sit outside this dude's house, hope he doesn't see me so I can creep on him just to like, shoot a dude? Like, I'm like, I'm not, what do the kids say? I'm, I'm, I'm built differently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're more of a Grotwire kind of guy, I've always th- said. <laughs> I, I don't know what that real means. Person, real personal. You don't know what a Grotwire? That's like that little like, wire that they just like wrap around someone's neck and strangle them from behind very oh. personal very I was, personal i just assumed that was like a you know 20 pound test line <laughs> <laughs> it's like a coat hanger man right i i, I catch halibut with this and then whack a dude here and there <laughs> all right well yeah send us some emails and then we get pumped up uh I don't have anything to bring up other than I think there's only a few tickets left. If you want to go to the roast of Steve Miggs, April 15th, it's a Friday night. It'll be a fun night. Get in there. I'm going to, I'm going to torch some people, boys. It's going to be good. Oh God. Also pump, (laughs) pump the stock shares of the podcast coming back, baby. We're we're on the rise. All right. From CTV for Cobb, the Ted Smith is the podcast. Cheers.